This is, this is y'all. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, are not related, no matter what. Yeah, this is a show where two generational talents uh, pull your head open and shove in something that wasn't there before. That's <laughs> gross. Um, yep. <laughs> in other words, you think you didn't need what you didn't know you needed to know. I almost said we tell you things you didn't need to know, which could also be true. Yeah, depending on the week. Yeah. You probably, you really don't need to know what I'm about to tell everyone this week. Anyway, I don't want to ask you how your day was. I actively have no desire to ask you that because it seems like it was bad and I don't want to experience that. Uh, you want to tell me something nice from your week? I just ate pancakes for dinner. Okay. That was my uh, cooking debacle that set me back. Otherwise, I would have tried to start the computer more than 20 minutes ago. I feel like I'm at work. It takes my computer 20 minutes to start up. Huh? Ha <laughs> That's a good old joke if you work with me. Yeah, I had cinnamon pancakes. They were nice and delicious. And uh, You say cinnamon? Yeah. Sound like a Michigan or salmon. Yeah, I had, I, so you get the salmon, you chop it up, you smoke it a little bit, but not all the way, and then you put it into pancake mix. Okay, first of all... You could have salmon pancakes if they were like savory crepe pancakes, okay? You could have. <laughs> anyway, is there anything else you want to share, or is that the best thing to happen to you? Uh, today, for sure, yeah. I don't know. I got, I, yeah. It's just been a very tedious week. Mm, yeah. And, okay. um, I know I've made the appeal before, guys, but like, I need like a new hobby or side thing like somebody's gotta throw me some suggestions about something i can do um that's a hundred percent outside of work and that like i guess is in my wheelhouse (laughs) because i tried to learn uh like vr type stuff so that we could make hats like (laughs) a hat filter on instagram (laughs) oh yeah it Uh, it exhausted me (laughs) okay Uh, i'll think and I tried to learn animation, but I don't draw very well over a series of cells, like, <laughs> consistently. So yeah. that that didn't work. Um, yeah. I have no musical abilities except taking other people's instrumentals and making songs for the podcast. I can uh, make an instrumental that you remix. Yeah. That will bring joy to your life. <laughs> Here's a highlight. Um... I got a a, a a Crispa Mills from North Carolina wants to connect with me on Skype. Ooh. Crispina, excuse me. Which I think is funny. My sister's name is Christina and this lady's name is Crispina. Gonna connect with her? No. I don't know who this person is. She's gonna steal my identity. I had to delete WhatsApp, which I only had for one person because I kept getting calls from Nigeria on my phone. Yeah. And now you can get the updates from that one person. I don't even, yeah. Which we all remember that you love. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to tell her she has to text me. There's some reason why WhatsApp worked better. Something about how she has limited Wi-Fi, but I can't keep getting calls from Nigeria. No. Um, uh, Tell me about the ray of sunshine that was your week, Marissa. (laughs) I have been waiting to talk to you so that I can hear what space soda sounds like. So that better be part of this. I knew I had stuff to tell you. You know, sadly, been okay because I uh, I was in the Poconos and I took off yesterday, so that's what makes my week okay. However, oh my God, guys! So I didn't realize that I never told Pete about. Oh wait, did I tell you I needed the space soda? I forget. No, I saw the space soda in the store, um, okay. and then I sent a picture to you because I thought it was stupid. I like to send Marissa. Uh, pictures of stupid things that I see at the grocery store. And then I started screaming. I was in a car with my whole family, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I have to call Pete. So I thought I told Pete. I had a lot of people that I told that if they see that, they need to buy it for me. Because, okay, guys, a limited edition Coca-Cola came out, and it, it's, it came out in diet, 
which it's very hard to find a diet version of limited edition sodas. And why does the soda matter? Well, Coca-Cola Starlight is a red-tinged <laughs> soda that is supposed to taste like space. Specifically, the, the bottle says it tastes like space. Yeah. And Coca-Cola has also said it's supposed to taste like, I don't know, gazing under the stars. Uh, I don't know, in a, in a country night. Some shit. Anyway... I was like, I gotta try this. So Pete said he saw it, and I was like, fuck. But then... It was like a 10-pack of cans? Which I wish I... If you do see that, can you get that after all? Yeah, yeah, I was still gonna plan to to go and get it, so that whenever you come to visit, you can look at Space Soda and uh, Pikachu Oreo. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, like, a little while after I asked him, I walked into this grocery store, and they just had, like, an individual bottle of it and I was like shitting myself because it's also really hard to find like an individual bottle of a limited edition soda so guys Coca-Cola Starlight you will read a lot of mixed reviews and one of my Instagram friends said he found it disgusting I am here to tell you it is fantastic does it taste like space no how would you know how would you know okay fine does it taste like space I don't know. Does it taste exactly like cotton candy? Yes. Interesting. It's beautiful. I will say, if you don't like the cotton candy flavor, don't even try it. It's a very strong, very sugary flavor. I also would never try it non-diet. But if you're a fan of cotton candy, like I am, the flavor, not cotton candy in and of itself. Um, It's fantastic. It was so fantastic. (laughs) I I meet the person who's like, I'm a big fan of cotton candy, but I don't like the way it tastes. (laughs) I mean... No, I'm sorry. I mean artificial cotton candy flavor. Yeah. Like cotton candy ice cream. I don't think I want to eat cotton candy proper. Um, I will say, though, like I said, it is very sweet. So if you want it, I would recommend if you see the small cans to buy the small cans. Because I couldn't drink the whole individual bottle over one day. Like I can a regular soda because it comes a little too sweet at a point. But the fact that it's even a different color and it smells cotton candy-y. The person on my Instagram said it tasted like cotton candy and popcorn. I don't. I did not taste any notes of popcorn. Oh no, he said marshmallow and popcorn. Oh, I was gonna say like cotton candy and popcorn. That just sounds like movie soda. Or no, circus soda. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh, I want a soda that tastes like circus peanuts. Anyway, it was fantastic. That's a highlight of my week. Like I was shitting myself. I was just. Yeah, when Pete called me to say he saw it, I was like, what? Guy! <laughs> and, um, I like how my family supports me, even when they don't care. <laughs> I really do. I really appreciate that. Anyway, um, did you tell me, do you have an icebreaker? Um, I was trying to find a couple of other silly things that I sent Marissa from the grocery store. Oh, I sent I mean, her the ginger spice... Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. The oh, Oreo man. candy canes. Hmm. <laughs> the the Cheetos mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm still curious about that. My coworker recommended, which I never thought of, just to buy it because you could buy a pack for really cheap and throw out the macaroni. I know that's wasteful. I'll and, take the macaroni. And, yeah, it gets yourself some gluten-free macaroni. Yeah. Uh, she said it tasted fantastic, and she hated how much she liked it because she knew it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have I do have a shopping list I have to go do for uh, some ladies in my life. So, my mom really loves the garlic parmesan cheese at Price Chopper. So, whenever she runs out in New Jersey, she's like, "Make sure you bring this with you when you get home." <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, it's parmesan cheese with garlic flavor? Yeah. Ooh, that sounds delicious. I didn't know that existed. Okay. Um. Yeah. What did you say? Oh, also. Today was on GoPuff because I needed. I lived such a fucking charmed life. Then when I talk, sometimes people are like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Because the words about to come out of my mouth are, "I went on GoPuff because I needed whipped cream." Did I need it? No, I just wanted whipped cream to put on my hot chocolate, but I didn't want to go to the store. So anyway, while I was on GoPuff, I found Diet Fanta Dragon Fruit, which is a bright pink color. Ah. <sighs> Artis- not artisanal. Limited edition sodas are the new joy in my life. Sorry, Aaron, if you heard that. You're also a joy in my life. 
But this is the latest. Yeah. You'll still be there. Mm-hmm. Even when the sodas are gone. I was watching Church Today. Uh, it's Ash Fred. Ash Fred. It's Ash Wednesday, and uh, I was watching Church during my lunch break. Um, and uh, it, it was the kids' mass from the church that I go to. And uh, one of the kids was like, I'm going to give up Sprite and ginger ale and Aww. Fanta. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Yeah. That's, uh, my kid lives a good life. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I fucked up car- carrying out, I don't know, succeeding at Lent when I gave up The Sims, but I don't think I made it. Anyway. You needed to feed your murderous side. <laughs> yeah. Pete, did you give something up? No. I'm... I think, like, here's here's what I would like to do for Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really difficult. I'd like to mind my own business. Because uh-huh. other people's business is driving me crazy. <laughs> okay, you're giving up other people's business. Other people's drama. Other people's, like, heads being up their asses. <laughs> and all that stuff. It's just like... I gotta focus on, and this is also why I need, like, a hobby or something to fill some of my free time. Um, like, I have a puzzle I can work on, yeah, but that's not gonna be, like, mentally satisfying for me. I mean, it is in, on some parts of the brain, but anyway, what I'm trying to get to the point is, um, yeah, other people's shit is driving me nuts. And listen, if you're if you're a friend of mine and you're listening to this, I care about your shit. Like I'm I'm here for you. But there are people that I don't care about whose shit is getting all up in me. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Yeah, I know. I I, I didn't. <laughs> it wasn't there. Then it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot. You said we have someone call in a a thingy, right? Yes. But yeah, good luck with that, Pete. Let us know how that goes. <laughs> Uh, today we are being treated to a double call and icebreaker suggestion. Uh, so let's hear that, assuming my computer doesn't explode. There are two voicemails, so let's just hear hear them both and see what happens. Hey guys, Kathy. Um I just thought of an icebreaker. I'm currently in the kitchen, getting real crazy. I fucked up something I was cooking, and then I was like, oh, my God, how do I save this? So I just started fucking adding spices into this thing, added some turmeric, whatever. going to finish it off with a squeeze of lemon juice. And uh, I was thinking, what is your favorite go-to meal every week? Um, and or what inspires you when it comes to what you have to make to feed yourself? I um, make the same fucking shit all the fucking time, and I need inspiration. Um, so, yeah, let me know what you guys make. It's Pisces season, and it seems like everybody needs some inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Part well, two. I don't while I'll answer this, I she's she's asking. I know. I, I laughed when I when I heard this because I was like, yeah, I'd love to hear what Mercy's going to say is her go to cooking plan. <laughs> who do you want to go first? And just for people who are curious, I was trying to do like a really quick sautéed green, you know, reliable standby. We do like chili flakes, squeeze of lemon juice, whatever, garlic supposed to be just like really quick and easy so anyway i ended up over salting my fucking greens because we have this like grainy sea salt not like the finely you know i don't know whatever normal salt and i just like poured way too much on it because it's really hard to fucking figure out so anyway i um ended up having to add in unsalted canned chickpeas and the turmeric, okay. and that has really that has really helped. Um, so anyway, if this happens to anyone else, that that's how you save the day. Um, but yeah, okay, bye. I gotta say, once I lived in the same world as Cassie. Once I lost <laughs> it. Um, now, I mean, I don't have a partner around to eat food with me. Um, 
I, I have, I, the more stomach issues I get, the more I become like a child where I only want to eat exactly what I want and I don't care about anything else. Mm-hmm. And so to be completely honest lately, oddly, not oddly, but surprisingly, I have been cooking a little bit lately. I did make broccoli cheese soup the other day, but is that a standby? No. This is like magic for sustenance. What? <laughs> it's like it's like witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, maybe if I <laughs> Oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> this is well, how yeah. Marissa cooks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if we actually go by a standby, when I'm like, I don't want to, what am I going to just cook when I'm out of ideas? <laughs> I will just find different surfaces to make pizza on, okay? I will okay. pizza. I feel like... You want to put pizza ingredients on different types of bread? No. Uh, I mean, because what I'm hearing is you want to make make a pizza on various surfaces in your home. (laughs) (laughs) No. The other today I made pizza on the wall. (laughs) No, the other day I made pizza on uh, (laughs) your clap. I made pizza. Uh, I took little peppers, like, um, I don't know, those miniature colored peppers, and I cut them up in half, and then I put pizza ingredients on top, and then I baked them and had a whole bunch of tiny pizzas. And then sometimes I'll make pizza on a portobello mushroom. Sometimes I'll buy a broccoli crust. Sometimes I'll put it on a cauliflower thin. Sometimes, once in a while, I'll put it on a piece of bread. I just want to eat pizza all the time. (laughs) Kathy... I'm definitely not inspiring you, but this is the life I live. Uh, if you're listening um, and and this reference resonates with you, I would like you to imagine the Bum Bum song by Tom Green and how he puts his butt all over things in the video. But imagine Marissa making, making a pizza on all those surfaces. <laughs> you're a clown. But, um, yeah. You know, yeah. I like cooking it, and it bums me out that I don't cook as many different things as I usually do. Uh, I, the way that I try to work my week out is, I also, yeah, like I also don't have a, a, a vast amount of diversity in what I'm putting together when I'm cooking, especially for dinner. So a lot of times for dinner, I'll just have mixed greens with uh, uh, with chicken on top. Uh, I like recently I have been cutting up freeze-dried pineapples to put into the salad and then some honey mustard and honey mustard's not good for you but it why makes the it medicine good? go down as you, How do you why is it not good for you mustard. Um, it's got a high fat content because there's a lot of mayonnaise in it i think oh you could probably make your own honey mustard yeah i used to make my own honey mustard because i thought it was honey and mustard <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't bad <laughs> yeah oh well then there you go um, but then like, uh, I do a lot of meal prep ahead of time. So, you know, I'll go to the store and I'll see what's on sale and then I'll end up making, a like three or four lunches out of it. So this week I got chicken, veggie noodles and broccoli and, uh, just cooked them all up, put them all in containers, let them sort of stew a little bit. And then when I heat them up at work, I eat them and... As long as the door is closed to the office, I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But my go-to, if I don't want to cook anything, is a bowl of cereal. Yeah, me too, Magic Spoon. We're not... Ooh, it's just easy. It's like... If I have a sink full of dishes, and like all the dishes I would use to cook something new are dirty, I'm like, I'm Mm -hmm. just having a bowl of cereal. I don't feel like dealing with this. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Cassie, I will say just whatever it is, cheese-based or has nutritional yeast in it. If I'm going to be more ambitious, sometimes I'll make a mushroom parmesan or just something. I need cheese melted on something, and I like nutritional yeast lately. So that's the best I can. Yeah, and if we're speaking directly to Cassie, Cassie, what the fuck, chickpeas? (laughs) (laughs) No, Cassie... Cassie has been having chickpeas in many of her meals since since she was like in her early twenties. 
that's no surprise for me there. She she can Cassie. Look, nobody is around you right now while you're listening to this. But I just want you to take a moment and be honest with yourself and answer this question. Do your farts stink really bad? <laughs> well, I think you know pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I tried um, chickpeas. I only liked um the the uh roasted chickpeas. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like roasted chickpeas or processed in falafel. I don't like them just as beans. Um, guys, speaking of things doing things to your stomach and Foods, food. Foodspo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really hope you know what I'm going to talk about. Um, if not, it still offers new information, but I want you to connect with this topic. Are you talking to me um, or the listener? <laughs> no, you, Pete. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, everyone. Everyone who I know that listens to our show is around my age, so we could all know what this is. Um, I There was a snack that was around... When I'm I was sorry, eating. really quick. Speaking of, of, of references that people might, young people might not understand, today I was talking about sound in poetry uh-huh. in a lecture, and mm-hmm. I said, you know, Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. You guys know the rest, right? And they all just stared at me. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? This is good. Because if you knew the whole thing, it really shouldn't be taught to kids. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe they need <laughs> all these weird problematic nursery rhymes. Um, but there was a snack. Okay. There was a snack that it wasn't definitely wasn't marketed. I don't remember if I was a teen or a kid, but it definitely wasn't marketed towards kids. Um, it always looked so like elegant and so rich and delicious. And that was the Snackwell Devil's Food Cookies. Please tell me you know what those are. <laughs> Do you know what those are? I'm making a, a quick search because um, my mom was more into the Snackwell's uh, Vanilla Finger Cookies. What? She, like, I mean, they did have other cookies, but everyone liked the one. Maybe that's why she didn't, ha- she didn't get it. Oh, yeah, they were sold out like all the time. I'll get to that. Okay, that was what I what I imagined. Yeah, it's um, oh. it's almost like devil's food cake. I'm sorry, are you gonna do a description? Oh yeah. The okay. Cookie was, uh, it was like um, it was it was like a little like thicker than a normal cookie. It was almost like a cake cookie, and it was like this filling that was like devil's food cake. Think of like a devil dog, but like a little harder. Cake-wise. Think of think of a tasty cake, uh, uh, tandy thing. You know the ones that had the peanut butter in them. Yeah. But it's devil's food cake. Yes. But, but just no peanut butter. They can't think the cake is a consistency of the candy cake. It is a consist it it just it was it was thick. It was very thick. And then it was surrounded with What you working with, girl? <laughs> a, a thin layer of marshmallow cream. And then a thin, crispy layer of dark chocolate. And it felt so elegant. <laughs> anyway. The reason why I bring this up is I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, the Purple Show podcast, and it was our chocolate episode. And one of them was talking about it, that that cookie specifically, and I was like, wait, yeah, where is that cookie? And then I realized there was a whole drama that that cookie caused. Uh, it technically still does exist, but it's been entirely reformulated and nobody cares about it anymore. Uh-oh. And also, I realized... <laughs> Something called the Snackwell Effect has its own wiki page. And I was like, what does that mean? So anyway, let's talk about Snackwells, the Snackwell Effect, and how this cookie rose and fell. Uh, The Snackwell Effect is a phenomenon where dieters will eat more low-calorie cookies, such as Snackwells, than they would otherwise eat. However, like this term kind of went on to, excuse me, to describe other things. Uh, Also known as a moral license, it is also described as a term for the way people go overboard once they are given a free pass, or the tendency for people to overconsume when eating more of a low-fat food due to the belief that it is not fattening. You might say, like, that the person feels more justified in their action because it's for good. Yeah. Like, let's say, uh... Like yeah, me, like, when it comes to police. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, a more, a more, a simpler one is, yeah, there's a, a really fatty Oreo, so you're like, I'll only eat one, I'm on a diet, but then you just, like, see that, you know, Snackwells is just marketed as, like, healthy, so you're like, oh shit, now I can eat a bunch of these, and nothing will happen. Um, if you get ter- Oreo Thins, you're allowed four per serving. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're like, um, oh my god, I get to have more cookies, but... There's not as much yeah. cream. It's just not as good. I'm sorry. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's why I told my boyfriend not to buy me double stuffed Oreos, gluten-free Oreos, because I could only eat one while I could eat two of the regular ones. Anyway, the term, which emerged as a reaction to dietary trends in the 80s and 90s, is also used for similar effects in other settings, such as energy consumption, where it is termed the rebound effect. Uh, for example, according to a 2008 study, people with energy-efficient washing machines will wash more loads of clothes or people with energy efficient lights will leave their lights on longer and, and lose about five to 12 percent of their expected energy savings but guys i'm not talking about energy i'm just talking about these fucking cookies <laughs> okay because i just want to talk about the phenomenon that was this cookie and please google them if you don't know what they are they look fucking delicious okay in 1992, RJR Nabisco introduced the Snackwell's <clears throat> Devil's Food Cookies. Uh, once they were released, the company sold out of these cookies in three months. And people started hoarding these cookies and that's even following grocery store delivery trucks. Okay. <laughs> so, what the fuck is the deal with these? Okay, Snackwell's Devil's Food Cookies were fat-free. Therefore, they had no trans fats. And this is important because there was a low-fat craze in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And this stemmed from a 1977 report from the Senate's Select Committee on Nutrition and Human Needs called Dietary Goals for the United States, in which they promoted increased carbohydrate and reduced fat consumption, along with less sugar and salt, which is silly because sugar is a carb, but whatever. Uh, a series of additional government reports recommending a low-fat diet followed despite critics, both scientific and industrial, calling this diet hypothesis unproved and the dietary recommendations disputable. Finally, in 1992, after much controversy and negotiation, the USDA released its first and long-awaited food pyramid. Uh, I wonder if kids <laughs> we do uh, no with, it's a uh, now it's a plate and there's portions on the plate oh interesting okay well this food pyramid lent full support to the ideology of low fat like you're really supposed to have the least amount of fat uh, more than anything else um that was the food pyramid i grew but up on breads were the base right yeah yeah which is definitely not i mean preferred but not good <laughs> Wide press coverage gave the pyramid much publicity, and it quickly became iconic in terms of the diet world and everyday eating. Uh, the food industry stopped processing to the government's findings. Like I said, they were disputed, um, but they just the food industry just like were like whatever because it soon became clear that the public demand for low-fat food provided a great opportunity to make a lot of money. Uh, so Snackwell's introduction in 1992 not only coincided perfectly with the release of the food pyramid, um, but it differed from other low-fat options by providing flavors of cookies previously associated with their higher-fat counterparts. So again, it's not that there was no fat-free cookies before, but the flavors they brought to the table were like way more impressive. Because up to this point, most low-fat products were fruit-based. Like, I'm sure a Fig Newton has fat, but it's probably low fat. Um, yeah. They always do feel you, a little, like, a little too soft. Like <laughs> Fig Newton, though. So, yeah, if you if you wanted a cookie but you were trying to eat well, you were probably just stuck with Fig Newtons. So here they come. They do have a vanilla cream. I think they have a chocolate cookie with a vanilla cream and a vanilla cookie with a vanilla cream. I think they made cheese crackers. They made chocolate chip cookies. But it was that devil's food cookie that really got all the attention. Okay. Anyway, within its first five months on shelves, Snackwells brought in $57 million in sales, putting it in the top 10 list 
of best-selling cookies and crackers. And you might be like, yeah, whatever. But, like, no one talks about Snackles anymore. And they still, they had Chips Ahoy. They had Oreos. Like, they had all sorts of, like, you know, iconic cookies. Uh, um, but they made it to the top ten with their fucking fat-free snack cookies um, that they marketed towards older people. So I found this interesting. I feel like the, um, it's like the Snapple lady. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Oh, they have very commercials, which could be part of it. I'll get to that. Its first full year of sales in 1993 brought in $150 million. And after three years, consumers had bought $500 million worth of snack wells, with $161 million spent specifically on the devil's food cake cookies. <laughs> Consider this, raved a press release in 1995. If Snackwells were a standalone company, it would be the third largest biscuit company behind Nabisco and Keebler. So, specifically, these double food cake cookies sold out everywhere. So much so that Nabisco began providing their own sold-out signage to grocery stores, like, branded like these would be sold out signs in the signature snack wells the devil room. got all of these come back next <laughs> week <laughs> that's what uh yeah uh signature branded sold out signs in the snack wells green hue and use the same font um and basically this cookie scarcity kind of like increased the hype of these cookies um and also there were the iconic cookie man ads I'm going to try and play it and see if you can pick up the sound. But if not, I guess just take it out. Um, it was like part of one of the iconic cookie man ads. Give me one minute. I do remember these ads when I was a kid. I know. when you Right when you said it, I was like, oh, this sounds familiar. Oh, you'll see. Do you make these delicious fat-free snack well double food cookies? Why, yes, I do. You want to tell us why we can't find them in the stores anymore? What is this? You got some explaining to do cookie man. Yeah, a little mm. more popular. commercial uh, is basically these middle-aged looking women uh, stalking a guy coming out of the Snackwell's cookie company because they're pissed off because they can't find their cookies in the store. Um, this guy, known as Cookie Man, uh, was the star of many Snackwell's commercials, and Cookie Man's adventures went on for 23 different episodic <laughs> commercials. I thought you were going to say 23 years. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, between the years of 93 and 97. Um, unlike other cooking commercials at the time, and still today, really, Snackwell's emphasis was entirely on adult consumers. Um, it was a smaller package size, um, smaller than, let's say, a 20-ounce package of Oreos that you expect the whole family to eat. Um, and the target demographic was men and women 35 and older, Though really from the commercials, I definitely thought it was targeted to women on a diet, but whatever. They were so confident in their dominance that they used their ads to point out the lack of availability of this of this cookie that everyone wants. Um, the tagline throughout the Cookie Man years was, quote, can we ever make enough? Uh, implying that snack rolls may run out at any given moment, and if you want them, you know, you'd better stock up and get them when they're out. Um there's also a, a commercial that is considered fairly ballsy, <laughs> um, where it is a commercial where the cookie man is so overwhelmed by his stalkers that at one point out, uh, sorry, at one point he desperately cries out, there's other reduced fat cookies besides snack. <laughs> and later he watches through binoculars as a different brand of devil's food cookies premieres at a grocery store hoping for the rival's success so that the ladies will leave him alone. Um, no surprise, the women in the commercial end up preferring snack wells. And they turn around and like look right through his binoculars, right? Oh, I, I didn't watch that one. I'm just okay. describing. <laughs> and then they come back and, uh, and accost him. Um, to imply that snack wells is so confident in their product that their mascot can openly 
wish for a competitor's devil food cookies to become more popular is an extremely bold move. A move that won Nabisco the 1994 Golden Effie, the American Marketing Association's highest honor. That information came from a press release. So apparently that was such a bold move, it was celebrated. Now, you must think again, why do I not see snack rolls now? Well, in 1996, snack roll sales started to slow down. Look, when it comes to the sales, I do remember my mom would get those, um, those like finger cookies. And... She would like open them up and like, yeah, you know, like like kids do with cookies, all right? Like you'd be like, ooh, I'm gonna sneak one of those cookies, but so few came in a pack, and the serving size was two, and my mom would be like, I'm having only the two that I'm allowed to have, and then when other ones went missing, it was like she knows they're missing and she's pissed. (laughs) Not like my mom is a monster, but like, you know, they were not cheap, and so when she would buy them. Uh, it would be like, you guys eat other cookies. <laughs> oh, These are mama's fucking, cookies. <laughs> yeah, I'd be fucking furious. Like, kids, you can eat whatever fucking cookie you want. You don't worry about your fucking weight. Let me have my fucking diet cookies that come like six to a pack, okay? Yeah, I recall, I think they used to sometimes sell them, I think, in individual packs. Yeah. Like, impulse buys. So I used to buy them sometimes. This was like a time where I didn't like have an income. So I don't, so it's not like I was able to buy them all the time. And I think once in my well, life... you were punk, I, so you stole them. Well, I was a punk, yeah. I was too young to be punk. Also, I've never stolen them. Um, I, um, I think I only bought, like, a full pack once in my life. But, yeah, they, they felt they felt pricey for a child. Anyway, um, by October 7th of 1996, despite being the seventh best-selling grocery item at a projected $810 million... Um, right behind Diet Coke and right in front of Marlboro Lights, their sales had fallen by 27%. The number of low-fat and fat-free products at this time had increased threefold. Um, and so Snackwells had a bunch of competition. Um, Nabisco attempted to further compete and beat out the other ones by cutting calories as well as fat. Because granted, these were fat-free. That doesn't mean they were low-calorie. So they try to cut down on the calories, um, but no. <laughs> uh, the CEO, oh no, I'm sorry, the president of Nabisco Biscuit Co. Uh, said his goal is to reduce the calories in Snackles cookies and crackers 33 to 55% within a year. That's a fucking ambitious goal. And in but order never- to do that, you have to change the recipe. Yeah. Or and reduce never- the amount of product that you're delivering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that never happened because test marketing of a lower calorie snackles cookie bombed. Um, and resulted time, in massive diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't. So I was trying to find the original nutrition facts, but yeah, I don't think they. I don't know if they cut down the sugar or put fake sugar. I was really curious to see like how it stands up on current cookies, but I couldn't really find the current nutrition information. Um, at this time, Whole Foods stopped carrying snack rolls altogether, claiming that the cookies did not meet their quality standards. And in late 1996, uh, that is when people started, uh, or that is when the term snack well effect uh, came up. But I couldn't find who like actually originated it. Um, however, um, before that was a before someone coined that term, it was referred to in an episode of Seinfeld, um, in the episode The Postponement, which aired on September 28, 1995, featuring a rabbi who offered Elaine Snackwell's cookies before a counseling session, noting that they are very popular. Although I think sometimes with these so-called fat-free cookies, people may overindulge, forgetting they are high in calories. I want to know like what the point of that was though. This sound, it doesn't sound funny, but anyway, no, it's, it, it feels more like that uh, that frozen yogurt episode that they had, where everybody was like, "Oh, it's it's there's no fat, it's good for you," and then it turned out, you know, it wasn't. Well, uh, speaking of that, in the midst of the low fat craze, obesity levels in the U.S. were climbing dramatically and have continued to do so. Um, 
What if it's all been a big fat lie? Asked the New York Times magazine. Hey, hey, you don't have to put fat in there, okay? <laughs> I know it's clever, but still. <laughs> what if it's a big fat lie? <laughs> Asked the New York Times in 2002. Exploring the then recent revival of the high fat, low carb Atkins diet and the fact that the advice to eat as little fat as possible had been overly simplistic and counterproductive. People were told to eat or no, people generally ended up eating more fat-free carbohydrates, which in turn made people hungrier and heavier. Um, so while Snackwells was, you know, dipping in sales, um, they are still sold today, but the brand never recovered from that late 90s, like, change in what the public wanted. Um, that's despite some weird attempts to remain relevant, which make no sense to me. Uh, one, their first attempt, uh, the company paired with a nonprofit organization called Girls Incorporated to offer, quote, mother-daughter workshops, no clue what that means, and a, quote, promotion offering a mother-daughter photo journal with the purchase of Snackwell's products. No clue what to do with that. But my favorite is their last-ditch 2000 advertising campaign, which attempted to repossession Snackwells as an indulgent treat for quote-unquote bad girls, with an ad literally featuring the Donna Summer song Bad Girls and encouraging snackers to, quote, hang up on your sister, ignore the dust bunnies, wear a push-up bra to work, eat Snackwells cookies, <laughs> <laughs> with no mention of fat, health or nutrition. They were like, we're not even going to fake it anymore. Um, Mondelez International, who acquired Nabisco in 2012, then sold Snackwells to Back to Nature brand in 2014. Back to Nature revamped the recipe with simple, better for you ingredients, quote unquote, that help you live well, snack well. Um... I have read reviews, and people say they absolutely do not taste the same. Uh, these new cookies um, are free from high fructose corn syrup or partially hydrogenated oil. Um, they have added fat in, though, uh, and yeah, they don't have like they don't have like amazing nutritional content. Um, but yeah, um, that's. Like I said, I, I'm hoping you guys know the cookie I'm talking about, but I still thought, I decided to still do this because I just thought it was interesting to see, you know, how things change based on where, where the public is and what weird reasons people use for making food decisions and how they create hype. I just thought it was interesting to see the rise and fall of a, of a snack. Of a legend. How that happened. Um... I will also mention, we were mentioning Oreo, Oreo thins and how you can eat more, but that's because there's less cream. Uh, in the Purple Stuff podcast, which, I mean, just an informal plug, uh, their chocolate episode is very fun. Um, they just go through all their favorite childhood chocolate snacks, and there's one called, I don't remember if it's correct, called like Grizzly Cakes or something. And I think it's a cake that is... It, it, it said that it's not, it has, it's like 92% fat free or something. But, uh, the podcasters noted that the whole, um, what's the word? The gimmick is that each cake looked like a grizzly took a bite out of it. So there was less cake because <laughs> there was a bite out of each cake. So I find that funny. Um, let me see the grizzly cakes I look right now. Uh, oh, no, I don't think it's called grizzly cakes but some something something of in that line anyway uh yeah uh any thoughts no it was very um i like i like it because yeah. i think like most of the time we would just be like hey you remember that that was good and then we would just move on so i'm glad that you could find some some like sources and stuff to talk about it well, yeah, when, when I was listening to it, and they were just reminiscing, and then they were like, oh, it has a wiki, the Snackwells effect. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then, like, I was just like, no, there has to be, like, more to it for it to have its own, like, coined term. So, yeah, I was, I was really curious. Well, man, I can still remember, I can still remember what it's like biting into one of those cookies. <laughs> good, because the layer of chocolate just, like, oh, it's just so, oh, 
man, it made me feel like a grown-up, I think, as a child to eat them. They're so fucking amazing. Anyway. This is veering into a Magnum commercial, Marissa. Oh, my father has been... Last time I went home, I was like, I have something for you. I have the plant-based Magnum ice cream. I love my dad so much. He keeps forgetting what limitations I have, because I still had full sugar. But I was like, I'll eat it. Fuck, that was delicious. Peace. And that's probably why he thought you liked Euphoria. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> plugs. Um, yeah, so you got any plugs? Oh, I wanted to plug um, Whitmer Thomas put out a new song today. It's called Trevor, and I think it's nice. Um, I also wanted to let everybody know that a few weeks ago I was talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D movie with... 3 3- E? What's the girl? The chick with the eyes. What? <laughs> what? Is it Alexandra something? Did, the chick with the eyes? Yeah. Is she from something I would know? Yes, because you brought her up before, but I don't remember why you brought her up. But anyway, that particular movie is streaming on Netflix for the month of March. And uh, if you, um, you know... Give it a shot. I like it. I think it's. I think it's a lot of fun. Marissa can't watch it, but you know, maybe you can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I'm sorry if you hear beeping. Someone's calling me. Which, by the way, my old boss from my previous job is calling me, who is Ukrainian. Not saying that that we're going to talk about the Ukraine Russia conflict, but it just <laughs> struck me as odd that she's calling me now. Alexandra uh, Daddario. I mentioned that person? Yes. Alexandra Daddario. I don't know that name. Let me see. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. The White Lotus lady. Okay. okay. See, I haven't Got seen it. White Lotus, so I couldn't make the connection. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to plug... Um, yeah, I'm going to plug the Purple Stuff podcast again. That's really it. It's just a nostalgia fest again. Now, and I just for those people who are listening um, and and curious about the Purple Stuff podcast, this is a, is this a monthly podcast? Yes. Okay. They all they both have full time jobs and are perfectly open with the fact that they do not have time to do more than once a month. If you subscribe to their Patreon, you get two a month. Uh, but yeah, it is a once a month podcast, which is killing me because I like podcasts on at all times but they have a great dog and uh yeah if you are a millennial i would say this hits the sweet spot for gen xers and millennials if you're a gen z you probably won't get references but um yeah just just nostalgic and their latest episode is on their favorite chocolate treats not their favorite chocolate bars just their favorite chocolate anything so they were talking about et cereal they were talking about uh these snackles cookies and they were talking about hey do you remember some sort of chips ahoy that had fudge stripes on them chips ahoy with fudge stripes no i only remember that as a keyboard product oh fuck fudge stripes on anything are delicious anyway so yeah that's one of my favorite podcasts um guys give us a call at 570 pod one please tell me if you remember snack wells cookies um tell me if there's a cookie you wish you had back um every day i dreamed not i dreamed i i, <laughs> I didn't pray but i wished to have 3D Doritos back, and alas, they are back. There you go. The power of Marissa. <laughs> yes. Get over to change.org. I feel like there's got to be, you know, uh, uh, an office worker who has already made this petition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I will just say, as we are recording this podcast, another friend of mine just messaged me to say they think that Coke Starlight tastes more like marshmallow than cotton candy. I need to get another one. Yeah, we need to do a live event and fly in all of our listeners so that we can <laughs> have a live <laughs> taste test. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, you could call us at 570-POD11. Um, nobody wants to send us mail, but if you do, if you want to send us limited edition sodas, I'll give you my address. Yeah, I'll take limited edition cereals. 
Yeah, we'll take limited edition anything probably, um, except for like what's gross? I don't know. Anyway, limited edition uh, poop. Yeah, I don't want to just. Isn't every poop limited edition? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> where can they email us? Y'all heard. Dot me is our website, and uh, shout at yallher.me is our email address. You can also, I'm sure Marissa said so, follow her at Riss Vandal. Oh, I did not. Yes, on thank Instagram. You. And, like, yeah, if you do want to send us anything, you can contact Marissa. Yeah. Uh, or you can contact us through Patreon. Um, loyal Patreon listeners, you will have learned that I am a little late on the trailers this week. Uh, but I don't feel bad about it because none of you voted on whether I should pay for either one of the QAnon horror movies. So I'm going with Marissa's pick. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> the Pizzagate Massacre. So stay tuned for some feedback about that, uh, probably behind the paywall. <laughs> I was very uncomfortable with how sexual the Harvey Weinstein house one was. Mm-hmm. Like, there is sexual horror there. We don't also need it to be sexy. That seems gross. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't happy with how like, like I like a scary movie. Uh huh. But I don't like scary movies when you bring drugs into them because it's like the drug is supposed to put your mind in a completely different place. It's like difficult for me to relate to that or be afraid of that because I haven't experienced that. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that was one of my qualms with Euphoria because I hate the lead. I- I'm just gonna be honest, Pete. You could judge me. I'm still watching it. Of course, but I- you love it. You <laughs> love teens I- having sex. There are so many dicks. I got my boyfriend to watch it too, just because he was curious. Because I was like, there are so many dicks. I don't even understand. And he's like, why are there so many dicks? <laughs> I've never seen so many dicks in a show in my life. But uh, I find the main character so despicable so disgusting and I'm like I wonder if I took drugs if I would find her sympathetic but I don't give a single shit about her I'm just like you're a child you're still a fucking moron and you're like abusing your fucking poor mom maybe that's proof I've become old speaking, of, speaking of dicks in a show um, news radio is now streaming I believe on Pluto TV so if you want to see Joe Rogan back when he was kind of funny because nobody listened to him as much <laughs> You can check that out as well. <laughs> was that a show? Yeah. I didn't know Joe Rogan was in a show. I thought Joe Rogan did MMA. Am I? <laughs> he was in news radio, and then he went on to do Fear Factor and MMA stuff, and became yeah uh, an extremist podcaster. <laughs> wow, I want a trajectory like that, but that doesn't end in an extremist podcaster. <laughs> um. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um. Hope you have a good week, and uh, talk to you later. Yeah, have a better week than us. Yeah. (laughs) At least me. Oh, sorry, I started eating before you stopped. (laughs) Marissa's hungry, everybody. Bye. Bye.